is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. The other really, really fun thing about this week was that we normally do Wednesday as water day for the kids, and we bring in water slides and all this stuff. But because the theme was Operation Arctic, we brought in 10 tons of snow for the kids How to play with. How much did it cost? An arm and a leg and a half. Yeah. Um, but it, it comes in, if, if somebody is not from Southern California, like they're like, why would you pay for somebody to bring you snow? But it comes in a giant like semi-truck full of ice cubes as big as you are and they put it in a shredder and they have a hose and the, it was the funniest coolest thing um the oh kids all missed gosh. water day but they liked the snow so we'll go back to water day next year but that the was snow a good was mix up yeah it was Dude. it was really really fun that's amazing yeah. Yeah. it was cool <laughs> i just like had flashes of fargo where like a kid goes into the shredder <laughs> gross oh. <laughs> we had none of, we did not send anybody to the hospital that i Two, know we three four Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. We're calling it Talk 30 to Me, it is great. Hi everyone, I'm Kelsey. I'm Kimmy. And this is Talk 30 Rock to Me. Talk 30 Rock to Me. We're back. We are back. We needed a little bit of a oh break. Oh my goodness, Kelsey. <laughs> Would you say that this June was one of the crazier Junes? I mean, your June is always crazy, but right. is this, was this a particularly crazy June for this you? This was crazy because... I, I had this huge event that I was putting on. Mm-hmm. I was moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, my little sister came home from being overseas for ten and a half. Is months. she still here? She's home for another month. Yay. Yeah, until the twenty fourth. Thing. So a little. You're less like than glowing as you say that. I it know. makes me so happy. I'm ha- it's the weirdest thing for her to be. We had this issue a little bit last year. She's home, but I don't live at home anymore. So we have to work to see each other instead of like coming home at the end of the day and like jumping into her bed to say hi. How are you? So I mean, it, would your parents let you just like move back in for a month? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't. This I, because I just moved. Yeah. That's I all, like I literally moved on Saturday and she came home that Monday. <laughs> so I was like, I just moved all my stuff. That's fair. Uh, what are, you had a crazy June too. I had a crazy June. I got a new job. I got um, new roommates. I was in a wedding. wedding. Um, I feel like there was more, but those were the main You kind things. of sort of got two new jobs. I did get two new jobs. Yeah. One of them, I'll say, I got a job. I'm now working at the Nerd Mill. Woohoo. excited so come see me now but don't talk to me because i'm working you're working (laughs) (laughs) um but that's really fun i'm actually working a show tonight so i'm very excited yeah it's really fun i love it it's still the same old nermelt just new kimmy (laughs) right (laughs) so come on by um but you know you're glowing because of jenna i'm glowing because i was a baby driver Oh, yes. Oh, I thought you were going to say because you got a baby puppy because your oh, family just got a new a puppy. puppy who's that adorable. Puppy, that pops is adorable. Yes. Good old Duncan. But no, I mean, yeah, there's a puppy, but baby driver. Baby driver. Baby. My friend has already seen it four times. Okay, like it came I've out heard, Tuesday I've, and it's a Saturday. No all Sunday. I've heard is how amazing it is, but I don't actually know what the premise of it is. Um, all right, fine. Edgar Wright, you owe me at least 10 bucks for doing this <laughs> advertising for you. So it's basically about this Ansel Elgort is this adorable young man oh, named Baby. I know him. He's in. Fault in Our Stars. And oh, I hated that movie. Oh, he's we're also not talking about that <laughs> in I the Hunger Games, movie. right? No, he's not in the Hunger Games. He's in the di- Divergence. Thank series. you. Yes, the he's in Divergence. The, the other dystopian thing. But he's a getaway driver for bank robbers. They call him Baby, and it's him. He's basically trying to settle up a score. He's like in there at the first five minutes. He's like, trying to settle up a score he okay. has with the head guy, and he's trying to get out of the game. But it's not easy to get out of the game, is it? And there's like insane car chases and great. Oh, the other thing is he has tinnitus from an accident when he was a child, so his ears are constantly ringing. So he's always Ten listening tinnitus. to tinnitus. Is that no, what you said? Tinnitus. Oh, okay. T e n i t i s. Tinnitus is 
when there's constant ringing and humming in your oh, ears. Oh, crazy. Okay. So um, to drown it out of y'all, he's always listening to music and he kind of soundtracks all of his, he soundtracks for himself all of his getaway drives. Oh, so it's pretty much the movie. There's like a soundtrack within the movie. Okay. okay. Which is really, really great. Kind of like a Guardians of the Galaxy sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like this episode of 30 fair Rock enough, with fair Mr. Enough, Templeton. Yep. So we'll get into that. But <laughs> it's, this movie is just perfect. It just brought me such joy. I've just been texting like eight people about it today. I love it. I was that person who kept yelling out in the movie theater like, damn it! <laughs> because like things kept happening. So I just can't, I can't recommend it enough. Maybe and I'll go see them on 4th of July. No, I'm, it's I think a great 4th of July big movie. Tonight, big sick tonight. And yeah. then I'll also 4th of July go support that. Emily and Kumail. It's yes, going to be great. Always. But um, no, I, <sighs> Baby Driver is so good. I loved it very much. I could talk about it forever. Um, and Deep Cut, it's a based, it's, you could see a lot of the influence in his um, Edgar Wright's music video, Blue Song by Mitt Royale. That's really? all. Okay. Deep okay. Cut for all you Edgar Wright fans out there. I just love me. it. So. Cool. Well, we're back. So we're going to get into just all things 30 Rock. Well, we should, we are going to go into all things 30 Rock. We should also talk about Amazon. But yes. I'm pointing at you because I want you to Dang, do it because I always forget done. it. I, it's been a long time I since know. we've Why done that. Why are we so rusty? If you have to buy things on Amazon, you're going on summer vacation, you need a new bathing suit or new and mass amounts of sunscreen do you buy bathing suits online no i actually do i bought it but i bought it from anthropology because i'm classy no i'm basic that's Uh. a basic bitch move (laughs) if you're buying things on amazon go to our link on boardwalkaudio.com slash talk 30 rock to me click support our artists it'll take you to amazon and it'll look very similar but you'll see a little difference in the url and we'll get some kickback from that which is pretty sweet we'd really love that please please do that also (laughs) if you're a listener of ours and you just every couple of weeks you like search for our podcast but you don't subscribe just just save yourself the effort and subscribe you know we'd love that it'd be great um also we got some really sweet tweets while we were gone yes we're sorry that we had to take uh, some mental health i'm not gonna apologize oh. <laughs> but i really appreciated the really thoughtful things we yes. retired now we're the same fresh-faced bright-eyed we, we would not have been funny been. at all <laughs> we wouldn't have been anything i think i just would have cried the we probably wouldn't time. have watched the episodes we're just going off of memory like oh right this is the episode where some i was not there. fun the past two weeks i, I can no. fully claim i was not fun the past two weeks so i believe it this, i believe it so i'm really excited to be here but um do you have a 30 30 i have a 30 30 i have a small 30 30 and it's not a real 30 30 so I, c- I think we could both go today okay so so 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 cool so my 30 30 is that yesterday when i was recovering from my crazy week is that i was on youtube <laughs> and as you do i was watching something and it popped up and wired was doing these google autocomplete interviews with stars from different movies oh i've seen stuff. them doing this yeah oh my gosh and so i went through every single one of them oh my goodness <laughs> you had a good day um <laughs> it was great and it was like there was like the cast of rogue one and then it was um alan alda and morgan freeman and michael kane at one why point. was every great old man doing one? oh because they were like promoting their their movie right oh, so because they, they did right the, then. you're right what's it called i can't remember what it's called not last vegas but it's like that something like yeah they're yeah, the old just guys old dudes tearing it up and then they did um there was one with like salma hayek and uh crap some other dude tracy morgan did one jennifer anderson did one with jason sudeik uh with um jason bateman jason sudeikis did one amy poehler did one will ferrell so it was just kind of fun to watch all of those and i'll post a link to all of them because what they were doing is you know when you start typing and googling it's like was well, kimmy lucas and then it would kind of put some silly endings of what other people have searched for um they had it for all of these guys and, and for Jen- a lot really of it was charming like, when did so-and-so die and jenna anderson was like 
why are people obsessed with why we're dead or we're not dead um and tracy morgan was just tracy morgan which i learned that tracy morgan has like the largest shark tank in the entire world at his house it's he on an episode of uh what was that the show with the aquariums on on animal planet oh i think because i think because something about his it was like how much did his shark tank cost or something was the autocomplete and i was like he has a shark tank and i like was googling it and it is ginormous it has like six sharks in it or something absolutely insane shark i don't i'm not judging everyone (laughs) wants i want a tortoise he can have a shark (laughs) Um, but i'll post links to a bunch of those different videos because it was kind of amazing and i also learned that jason sudeikis was the voice of a character on the show called the cleveland show which makes it even funnier that he went to cleveland i had no idea i don't know i think we ever made that connection when we were talking about him in cleveland no no i didn't know he was on the cleveland show i've heard of the cleveland show i believe it was by family guy people Okay, so he was a voice of one or two characters on that show. So, real connected to Cleveland, apparently. Very is much he so. actually from Cleveland? Um, I don't think so. This is Google. I watched a lot of them yesterday, and I don't remember. I think he did say <laughs> where he was from, <laughs> but it was in Cleveland. It, I don't think it was. That's right. a good thirty thirty. It was kind Please of. Please share those. I'll have to watch. I've seen them doing those. I just never watched one. I yeah. just know that they exist. Some of them are really funny, and, so, and it had um uh chris evans did it with the little girl in the movie he was in with like the little girl genius oh, gift, gifted mckenna genius, i think yeah. is the actress's She's name super cute and it was just the two of them like they were it was only questions about chris but it was she was sitting there like commenting like why would you tap dance like it was just it was adorable that is adorable yeah. wired is incredibly good at staying on brand which i'm always very mm. impressed by like they always find a way to do something techy. i don't know how they manage it but they're so good at it i love it uh, my 3030 is real short and sweet um former guest jenny chlickian mm-hmm. um bought us uh 30 rock stickers that i don't have here with me right now i forgot where i put them they're somewhere in my apartment but they're amazing she told me she was up at two in the morning on Redbubble and was like "Ooh, you can buy stickers and then bought a million stickers and gave me the 30 rock ones i love it they're so cute so i'll give them to you soon i talk about it but jenny Jenny, thank you so much that's amazing i know they're really cute make sure you go to her shows at the laced bodice the red what's the ripped bodice bodice. if it's a laced bodice it's not a sexy it has to be ripped (laughs) by manly hands (laughs) the ripped bodice if every third third Thursday. I actually got to go. We've talked. I went for the first time not too long ago, and it was an effing amazing show. Cool. Like, I haven't been to a show I've been that excited about in a long time. Good. So I really liked it. Recommended. Nicely done. Perfect. I just saw that um poor Joe Carden's Chinese restaurant. Oh, did you just see that? No, no. I, I, we haven't talked about it. Since oh, like I know. Because pr- he promoted his shows that happen on Tuesdays or whatever at the Chinese food place, and right we recorded the I Chinese know, food the place, Chinese shut, place down. shut down. It got bought out, which it's is such a shame. So I know. Sad. He's finding a new location. I've, I saw Joe yeah. recently. He's got some stuff going on. He's, so. like, traveling around the world right now. I, know he's, I think he's, he's on a boat in fishing. Mexico or something. Yeah. I, I need to, like, reach out to him. I don't know what he's doing, but I'm very impressed. But he's fishing a lot. I love it. Let's just do, like, what even this episode isn't an episode. We just do catch up with former right, guests. Where are they now? We should do that. That'd be funny. It's like. 30 30 30 30 kind of exactly get into this episode let's talk about this episode flu shot flu shot have you ever gotten a flu shot um i actually kind of blanket refuse i've done it once or twice i just never see the point and everyone who gets them always seems to get sick and i don't mm-hmm. so i don't think i've ever gotten maybe like when i was younger but at least in my adult life i've never gotten a flu shot i want to make it clear i'm not like an anti-vaxxer i'm not that person i'm not even like yeah. i don't want this to be the state place where i come out on how i feel about anti-vaxxers mm-hmm. but i'm not one i just feel like flu shots they're always different they're less te- like they're just less we're, we know much more about our measles vaccinations that we do like our flu shots they change Mm -hmm. every year i just don't see them being very helpful and i'm not like at that age where i'm going to probably die of a flu knock on wood when i die of the flu this is what they play Uh on the news right (laughs) 
but I so I just don't understand them. Anyway, so I don't get flu shots because you know what happens? You get sick anyway. Uh-huh. Spoiler alert. But you like paid to get sick now instead of I just, just happening. Everyone who got their flu shot this year at my work got sick. They all gave me a very hard time for not getting it. They all got sick. I was fine. <laughs> yep. So that's the, so no flu shot for Kimmy. Nope. And I, I would, I so would I either. would just stick with the crew. The crew would yeah. love me no matter what. Right. I like it. Yeah. You'd be like the one, the limit. Liz Lemon wishes she could be you. Exactly. Walk us through the episode though, Kels. All right. So flu shot is season three, episode eight. It aired on January 15th, 2009. Director was Don Scardino and writer was John Pollock. <laughs> Excuse me. My recap is that everybody's getting sick before the cast's week-long break. Jack is having to deal with being on the other end of a relationship, trying to find the balance between work and play. Liz has to face a choice between being one of the gang or being able to healthily enjoy time with Bunyani. <laughs> Bunyani. What a name. Where'd they choose that? I love it. I mean, it sounds... He, he's, he was pretty sexy. Like, I get it. She wants to take him as her island lover. <laughs> Oh, Liz. My parents last. So this is the thing I want to say. So I just watched this little bit ago. My uncle's in town. So I was just going to watch it. But my dad's like, can we watch with you? (laughs) Yes, dad. You can. I feel like I always record after coming home. I don't know why. Right. I love it. But I've been home. And so they all watched it. And both my father and uncle like laughed at the words island lover. Good. Which was great. (laughs) I've actually wrote multiple times where they thought this was funny. (laughs) And things my uncle and my father laughed at. So it's going to be really fun. Shout out Uncle Rick. (laughs) But I do want to open by just saying I think this episode is super interesting because it it's a, it deals with class issues mm-hmm. and it deals with class issues in a very American way. Like Downton Abbey is the show that deals with, have I told you the Linda Holmes theory on Downton Abbey? I swear it's all relates. Linda Holmes is one of my favorite critics. She's on yeah. pop culture happy hour. And she gave a really long talk about Downton Abbey and why it's interesting. It's a huge hit in America because, um, class issues are a really hugely intensely ingrained issue in British culture. Okay. So having a show about class issues in England, it's like us doing a show about the antebellum South okay. here okay, where okay, everyone okay. would be super uncomfortable to do like plantation for very good reasons, do a show about plantations and right. like those 20 years pre-civil war, right? No one would want to watch it. It's yeah. deeply uncomfortable. And it, Downton Abbey had similar responses in England. People had a really hard time with it, but because we don't have those ingrained issues as much, we don't have as a hard time with Downton they, Abbey. It, it was very escapist for us. It was yeah. like interesting right and i think this episode it's not the same thing again class issues are an issue here but not to the extent because everyone sort of started america started off on an even playing field more so at least then maybe not now this episode is super interesting because i think it deals with the very american issues of like class issues Mm -hmm. right the elitist the artist or healthcare it's you know the grunt jobs like all of those different things the capitalist and i find it really interesting because i think the show deals with it very well and again it does the beautiful 30 rock thing where it kind of talks about it then it goes like but we're a stupid sitcom Mm -hmm. and i really enjoy it yeah so i just love the theme of this episode i love it Mm -hmm. um and you hit on it a little bit ago before we officially recorded start talking about the episode but the music in this episode oh my gosh and i really noticed it at one point where what did i think it sounded like like a horror it sounded like a horror movie background when oh well they do a whole like horror movie like kind of i don't want to see let's say montage right um montage that's how i say that word montage Montage. i'm that person um (laughs) no it's like i I forget it's like um homage maybe they do this homage to like they do like a minute that's all very horror movie that joke with pete too Mm -hmm. where pete it like sneezes the light changes like that was amazing i don't know if those are two different takes and they split it in the editing room or if they did that in the moment but it's delightful Um, I'm very impressed with that. I thought about the directing in this one a lot. But yeah. anyway, sorry, the music. Oh, Don Scardino. 
Um, but yeah, I think Jeff Richmond just did a really great job at the music playing into the funny side of it, the dark side of it, and jumping all around. No, I wish this had been one more. I mean, I don't know. I imagine I can't imagine scoring a TV show because there's so many episodes that need so much. And right. This show is so beautifully scored. Also, the Netflix we have at my parents' house is too loud. The music's too loud, so I can can't always hear all the speaking. You know what? If you put closed captioning on, you'd very easily. Uh, I literally hear. walked into this. I did this to myself. <laughs> you knew what was best. How did I, I do was, this? We were watching. I've been on a um, an undercover boss kick as of late. Oh my, I um, don't understand you, but I treasure you. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. Uh, where? Did, oh, you know what it was? And you're going to groan at me for this. I've never watched Twin Peaks or even heard of it. No, I haven't before. watched Twin Peaks. Oh. I've heard of it. I'm going to groan at that. Yeah. I've heard of Twin I, like, Peaks. I, it was things where I'd heard of, and I thought it was just an old show, but like there's obviously some new stuff happening with it. And I had Googled Twin Peaks and what came up was a restaurant kind of like Hooters. And it was like the undercover boss episode. And I was like, what? And so I watched it and I went, this is horrible and amazing. So, and of course I started at the beginning and went all the way through and I'm like in season three or four right now. They're not all on Netflix and I don't know what I'm going to do when I finish that. Um, but because of Twin Peaks is the whole reason why I've started watching Undercover Boss. And I don't remember why I was Wait, talking about Oh, how did Twin Peaks lead you to? Never mind. Because there, there's, a, there's a restaurant called Twin Peaks that is almost exactly like Hooters. Oh, and, there and we they go. I don't know episode. how I lost that. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, but I was watching. An oh, episode. that's a terrible, amazing name for a Hooters style <laughs> restaurant. Dear Lord. I don't know whether to slap that person or smack, <laughs> pat him on the back. Um, and then there was... Uh, Oh, 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 last night I was watching it and my roommates came home and they're like, do you always have the closed captioning on? And I was like, yes. <laughs> Is that a question? Is oh, that a real? No. Of course I always have them on. I'm glad they're discovering this of you. Yeah, no, I, I got to get it. that out there for people to know about me. Okay. Yes, let me know. Um, let me know. Oh, good hiccup. You know my heart out. Let me know when it's yeah. getting close. I don't have a clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Um, okay. So this episode. So first of all, Dr. Spachemin's back. Dr. Spaceman. Gosh. He's here. Oh, my gosh. His scenes with them are so good. It's Every scene, so he has a good joke. I love it. So I didn't even take a ton of notes. at. Oh, no, that was at the beginning. So Director Spaceman's there. They're, um, oh, so Liz walks up, and she's got her hand spray tan. She was practicing. Because <laughs> she was practicing for going to With sing. her flat milking thumb. Yes, fa- flat manly milking thumbs and your long, graceful knuckle hair. <laughs> the word knuckle hair is the grossest wo- pairing of words. Ugh. I can't handle it. And Liz talks about how she was getting ready to go to her vacation. The one thing she does for herself each year where there are private beaches, soft serve ice cream machines. And after the French custom, people wear dark socks to the beach. I, okay. I've never been to a French beach, so I can't speak to that. So if any of you out there listening have been to a French beach, please confirm or deny if this is a true thing. I hope it's a real thing. I mean, here's the thing. People in Europe, not all beaches, but a lot of European beaches are topless. Yeah. The idea of someone going topless but wearing dark wearing socks, socks is really just <laughs> not believable to me. But I really do hope that it's a true. I will say East Coasters wear tennis shoes to the beach, and that pisses me off to no end. Okay, but it's so much easier to walk in the sand wearing tennis shoes than in, in sandals. Get out. <laughs> are you from here? Are you Californian? I am a redhead. How often do I go to the beach? Do you I think? just, I don't under, oh, you were Californian. I literally, every, my Canadian friend visited a couple years ago and, um, hi Jason. And he, I remember he wore tennis shoes to the beach and I gave him the hardest time about it. I, just, I hate the beach period. I don't like getting in the car and like the sand and I, I'm always sunburned. I think about the beach and I'm, I'm probably redder now than I was a minute ago. Um, I just hate the beach. Um, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening <laughs> anyway, but I really hope it's St. Barb 
Bartleby's is also an incredible, yes. incredible name for a made-up island. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Um, and I love how mixed it is because it's like it sounds like a the kind of it's the name of an island you would find in the Caribbean, but then it's her Filipino cabana boy, mm-hmm. which I, I just like the geography of it very much entertained me. Uh, that's not a real point, but I thought it was funny. I like it. Um, she holds up her bathing suit at the tank court. <laughs> Dame Warn- Judy Dench's <laughs> mother. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Sari is like, uh, it's for sure a black dress. Um. Oh. Okay. So then there's this weird thing where. The door gets open to Jack's office, and it's a guy who's not Jonathan. That happens every now and then. It's so weird. There was around this time, maybe it was two seasons later, where John, that actor, um, what's his name? Malik. Oh my God. Malik Pachani. Pach- uh, I think so. Yeah, however you pronounce his last name, because I can't remember if it has an L in it or was not. Was he in New York on Broadway or something, probably? No, he was on the show Whitney for a bit. The two uh, seasons of Whitney with uh, Whitney Cummings and Chris D'Elia. Oh, got it. Um, or Delia, however you say it. But uh, so he there was like seasons of this where he wasn't around as much. So they had filler pages, which is true. A page system, you do cover desks that way. Yeah. You do get people moving around a lot. I've so. never thought of Jonathan as a page. He's not. He's an executive assistant. Oh, but you're saying but that often the an executive assistant needs to be gone or they need to go help with something else. Pages cover desks. Fair enough. And that's often how, that's how they train a page. Oh, that makes sense. Thanks, I guess. Will and Dana, for teaching me that. <laughs> um, we then get Elisa, who she's run inside and and they're all excited and jack wants to celebrate their first real date and he asks her have you ever had sushi Uh she says i once had a very undercooked fish sandwich at a parade (laughs) oh guys i do want to go back for a sec just to say that when liz was like i don't want to get sick before my vacation and my dad goes oh i relate to that (laughs) (laughs) this is the cutest dad moment ever i love it but i love that her problem um oh she says that he's mentally deranged like he's he's a vegetable mentally deranged did you look up who lou dobbs is no i meant to and i forgot i haven't highlighted to look up i know i didn't look it up either um i sorry i have these expectations of you that aren't reasonable i don't mean to it's just you it's like you seem to so enjoy about it well so you so enjoy going down the rabbit hole but i never am sad that you didn't do it just so you know oh are you just googling lou dobbs right now do it well i'll say that i really love the fact that her grandmother we meet in two episodes is addicted to online poker yes it's adorable so i just love again they do these great undercutting things where she's like i'm the lower middle class like i'm not she's not even i think she's just she's not popular but she's like lower middle class i Mm -hmm. mean i think at best and you know oh you know blah 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 you know how does an american make money survive also when you have a grandmother who's addicted to online poker oh it's so, so funny lou dobbs he's a an american television personality author radio host and anchor of lou dobbs tonight on fox business network Ooh, fancy uh-huh. and he was oh, a fox lou- news correspondent there we go yeah and he was on cnn until november of 2009 when he announced on the air that he would leave the network Ooh, i wonder if it was like a networky thing where he's like i'm going to kill myself <laughs> Sorry, that's a network <laughs> joke. That's a joke from the movie Network. That's what happens in the movie Network with Bill Holden. Though I haven't actually seen the whole movie Network. I've only seen the trailer. Um, but I still thought I'd reference it right now. Got it. I thought it. that'd be a good idea. I really enjoy this strange running joke that no one, none of the white people feel comfortable saying Puerto Rican. Calling her Puerto Rican, I know. I know. And I, but I get that feeling when you're like really afraid of what mm-hmm. is the appropriate thing to say in that moment of what is like, culturally appropriate. Right. That, that's the... the um uh, it's oh because he's she's like my mother she doesn't like you it's not because you're a i'm sorry what do you call yourself <laughs> a puerto rican no i know you can say that but what do i call you a puerto rican wow that does not sound right 
<laughs> it's such a funny joke. I think it's such a, I think it, I don't know. I just think it really nails the way a lot of white people are just deeply afraid. Absolutely. All, all times. Also, I just feel like Lin-Manuel Miranda did, brought a lot for me. Because again, I'm from California. In my experience, there's not a large Puerto Rican community out here. Mm-hmm. And I like learned a lot about the Puerto Rican community through Lin-Manuel Miranda. So thank you. I like it. Because um, also Sama Hayek, I think, I don't actually want to assert. I thought she was from Mexico, but maybe that's wrong. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. I just was remembering that that that, uh, wired and that wired. It doesn't matter. I was just more thinking about that because she does a lot of like. She was in that really. I thought she was. Now I'm not going to assert this. I don't remember what movie (laughs) it was. She was in a movie. I thought about the Day of the Dead, but maybe that was wrong. Oh, got it. Um, Dia de los Muertos or whatever. Yeah, there's been a couple Day of the Dead movies. There's a Pixar one coming out. Oh goodness. Um, so then that's all before the theme song happens. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Nope. That's right. When the theme song happens. Shut up. That's our cold open. That is our cold I feel like open. Just, I literally, that was up to a half of my, what Your I wrote. <laughs> it's like a third of my notes. Seriously. Right? Everything else wasn't as good after that, I guess. Well, okay. Let's jump straight in. Let's do the Elisa story. Let's finish. Let's Elisa, do that whole story. Elisa. Uh, that doesn't come yet. I know. That comes but later, I'm still going to sing it. Gosh, she's so good in this episode. <laughs> Her, she just, I don't know. She just like gets a little, as she gets excited in this episode, she gets a little campy. Mm-hmm. Like I believe she was really involved in telenovelas for a while, mm-hmm, right? And I know so. she's brought some telenovelas. She's produced, I think she produces Jane the Virgin or does she produce one of the telenovelas that's popular now. She's it, produced. Okay. I know she has a past in those. And there's moments in this episode where her movements are very, like when she oh, runs to the door and then she like funny. poses and poses and then runs to the door around. and then spins. It's very telenovela. Like it's a little campy and I dig it. I love it. She it works, works for her. Yeah, because she's kind of, I mean, she's like almost, she's obscenely an image she's such an obscene image of womanhood like she's so curvy and beautiful mm-hmm. like she almost reminds me of a cartoon character like a jessica rabbit type oh, where yeah, she's yeah, just yeah, so beautiful that. like that kind of cartoony movement really works for me with her I like it. and it's funny mm-hmm. anyway that's how she i feel it. so jack is like we can go on a date and she's like no i have another job um mr templeton mr templeton that so jack shows up at her other her other uh job with some dinner on monopoly they can have fun a fun low-key night unless i lose um and she's like no 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 mr templeton and so jack's like hey it's me matlock and he's trying to see he's like no, <laughs> what, see. A, what a dickish thing to say to an <laughs> right? old person you know he'll get this reference <laughs> like uh, one see, more thing he would have a response to that uh it was such a mean joke uh, also jack's not a spring chicken he's not one to be making them jokes right? like he legit watched matlock when he was younger he's like no doubt about like, it like i'm just saying no elder abuse okay <laughs> you're next um so they go to ta- they ended up taking him to see the lion king well, they don't leave yet. They stay in and play Monopoly, the right? The first night they stay the in. The first night they stay in, they play Monopoly. Oh, and then the next night they go And the go next to night Lion she's King. like, why can't I be, why can't I have fun like an upper middle class person? And that's he's like, right. why don't you? And then they have, and the, so then we get this, the song. Uh, I know. Happening. All I want to talk about is Miss Temple. Did you write, did you get to write down the lyrics? I meant to I, do a lot of research on this song and I just didn't. So it's Jeff Richmond and Michael Bublé. So did they write it together? I think Jeff Richmond wrote it and Michael Bublé sang it. I remember for years, I'm like, there was a good year where I was like, man, I love this episode. This sounds just like Michael Bublé. And then I remember IMD being it and being like, so, no, that's, they got Michael Buble, and that's when I was at the height of my Buble fandom, right. and I was real into it. So, according to Wikipedia, Canadian songwriter, singer songwriter Michael Buble performed the song "Mr. Tumbleton that was featured in this episode in January. In a January 2009 interview, the singer said he was notified by his manager that both Alec Baldwin and Salma Hayek, fans of the singer, hoped he could write a funny little tune for the flu shot episode. To which he agreed. Buble was referenced in the previous episode, "Senor Macho Solo," as Hayek's character teases Baldwin's Jack over his many album collections of the singer. 
Buble, a fan of 30 Rock, in an interview with Entertainment God, Weekly, he, said he was he asked by the show to perform the song. And as a result, Buble went to Canadian singer went to Canadian singer Brian Adams' studio in Vancouver and recorded Mr. Templeton there. I just love him so much. I love Michael Buble. I think he is a gem. Right? Fun fact, did you know that Emily Blunt was engaged to him for a bit? Shut up. She literally was engaged to Michael Buble. They and broke up. To and then John I was Like, what is her secret? Right? And then she has excellent chemistry with she, Matt Damon hungry, as well. she just eats a Cuba cheese. What a Cuba cheese. I'm going to just start doing <laughs> that. I, it's how you win the best men in, in music and comedy, apparently. Right? God, I love okay, her. Okay, so I did write down the lyrics. You want me to... Uh, please read these. Well, first of all, can I say how grateful I am for you? I wanted to do this, and I <laughs> ended up just hanging out with my uncle instead. Luckily, I did this months ago like I'm a month ago so, oh i'm so glad you did this research thank you so we've got uh nights like a banquet give it a try i will not sing it candlelight caviar you and i and mr and templeton mr templeton why should he stay at home just get his medication he'll go with us see a show with us plan such a simple one templeton don't go away the city is hopping with things to do but it's a one-third funner with you know who yes templeton mr templeton let's go have some thrills pack his pills and his glasses we'll get a bite <laughs> then we'll say good night to our own special friend mr templeton please look away we'll be out till dawn strap your helmet on <laughs> we never found out why they needed that helmet nope <laughs> i love what i love about that is it actually sounds like us like because buble does all those old-fashioned covers yeah, right yeah, yeah. it sounds like an old-fashioned like me and mrs jones uh-huh like it sounds like those old 50 songs where they say those sort of things so Absolutely. really it's really funny it's a great song god bless jeff richmond i love it oh my goodness um so they go and do that and then they get back to to the house and it's it's like the third date basically where Elise is working again and she's in another one of her hot dresses type of thing. Dear Lord, she, that woman! I swear <laughs> to God, she's rocking what she has. Oh my um, word! And they're ready to go out again. Jealous and, every time. Right, and then the son is home. The son is here, knocks on the door, and she's freaking out. So he's hiding behind. Jack's hiding behind the curtains. The son comes in, and they're trying to figure out how to get jack out of the apartment and all that stuff and the dad's all riled up about it and he's talking about what is it like a man in a in a hat comes and takes he says all these funny things the man comes a man uh, he owns a train he got out of jail and owns a train station yeah yeah, yeah. or a railroad and and, and like and, and a giraffe on a thing like he a says giraffe with the legs of a man yeah there that's we go. what i remember <laughs> thank you for getting that i'm like i thought i wrote those down um which is all just so funny because i'm like oh that that is what monopoly is that is what lion king is i know I, I feel so bad for that dude just being out of it and then just so aware but hey at least he's having fun right he's gonna get to go to washington square park and he and, and um i don't know what they're gonna do about his second request yes uh yeah yeah <laughs> what, 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 i what don't want to they want to go to a what does he say he wants to go to a i don't want to say it oh, okay i couldn't remember exactly what the phrasing of it was he wants to go to a club <laughs> i just felt so uncomfortable with that joke <laughs> i think i went oh when i watched it and it's a good joke i just i'm like i can't repeat it right um oh, it's, it's not that bad i just didn't like it <laughs> so funny though oh my goodness no i love that old dude he's great and i really love i really love that moment with elisa where she was like i have something to show in the other room and i'm not gonna remember what it is until i see it right because <laughs> she like weirdly sells that so much like I, I like i love that because i would buy that mm-hmm. it works but it's such a funny excuse to get jack out of there i lo- i for some reason that line always really like stays with me as i've watched the show i think it's deeply funny i love it mm-hmm. um and that kind of ends 
that story. It's good. Right? I really love, I don't know, it's a really great movement for Jack. I like that we see this growth. Like, he didn't, he had this issue with Cece. They couldn't get past mm-hmm. it. And he's like, I'm going to get past this thing. So it's really good character growth on Jack. And again, we just see he is such a romantic. Well, and and it so softens his capitalist hard-ass yes. side that we're seeing in the rest of this well, episode. And it's interesting because normally he's the one who's trying to figure out the sacrifice and making the balance. And instead it's, it's, uh, crap, what's her name? Not Salma Hayek. It's, a uh, Lisa? Thank you. It's she's trying to balance this work and personal life now. And Jack just kind of is along for the ride and he's trying to make it work. But it's it's just interesting seeing him inside where he's really not in control of what's happening. He's trying to be in control, but it's really completely up to Elisa on it. It is. And again, I just I think it's such a fun pairing. They're just always so aware of who Jack is as a character. I'll say mm-hmm. it a million times. The character work on the show is golden. Yeah. And who he is. He's a hard ass capitalist with a heart of gold. Da, da, da. And so they're like, oh, we have this ridiculous titan of industry let's pair him with a lower middle class nurse who has to work a couple of jobs pay for her family mm-hmm. it, it's interesting right it's interesting we see her struggles but her desire to be different we see him experiencing a different lifestyle and it makes me more empathetic to him as a character okay, and because i've been watching so much undercover boss lately um i feel like he really should just sit her down and saying i'm gonna give you twenty thousand dollars to make it so you can quit your second job and just enjoy Ooh, the life you, you want would want that with a dude that well, it's you not want like your boyfriend to do that? Oh, well, I feel so I'm thinking of more of us as a he's a titan of industry and he's experienced. I'm not thinking like I'm your boyfriend. I'm going to pay you money so you can spend more time with me. I'm just undercover boss. They solve all their problems with money. and Oh, vacation. see, I just <laughs> immediately I would immediately be like, if he's offering any money, girl, run, run, no. take the money and run, take the money. And then uh, clearly like leave him with the money, with the money, Le- do that. But I have feelings about undercover boss. We should talk about that at another point. <laughs> um, I heard a review of it that really convicted me about it. So really? Um, it's basically about how they, how that show punishes middle management. Um, the manager is always the issue, and the manager is probably only like three to five dollars paid more than the lowest person. Interesting, because a show likes to have a hero and a villain, right? Right. And they often basically it was condemning the way that they like they like punish the middle management on that show. Oh, I haven't felt that too much while I've been watching it. Like they do, they 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 end up saying, "Oh, this is probably an issue because you probably weren't trained correctly." But then they end up going back to corporate and making the training structure be different. Well, that's good. That's a healthier thing. I'm sure that I'm sure that Maybe is they not heard the critics perfect for it. everybody. Mm-hmm. But um I've been enjoying it. Should we talk about Je- Tracy and Jenna? Oh yes, yes, that is the uh, the third. That's the, that's really the that we just went to the I think the B and then we'll do the C and then we can get to the A. Let's do it. And the C plot line is super simple that the two of the that these two punks are again they it's another class issue. Shot. They're so elitist they don't understand what it's like to have any of these problems. So yes. like we want to help they get their flu shots. They really want to help the cast and crew. They're gonna buy them uh, not to the cast the cast fine. They want to help the crew. the crew. They're gonna buy them soup. Kenneth buy the soup <laughs> right. And then I just love this thing where so it was like Tracy had a brainstorm and after we got through that we sat him down I know, and, and after she put in my tongue protector <laughs> yes, yes. which is such a weird seizure <laughs> joke um which i really but not entirely surprising about tracy i feel like. no not at all and then i like the bit where he's like no what if you take your yeah, wallet get what your, yeah he goes get your wallet my what and go downstairs to the basement nope and go to the soup place and bring the soup back up with your what my arms? arms and make sure to take your ids with you that would be the worst part oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i feel like they're softening tracy i find yes. him to be more and more lovable at, like as we go on but the two of them i also really love that joke we get later so they're supposed to go get the soup they get distracted and they go shopping and we see that the silly like montage music and she's like nope no montage i don't need to see it uh-huh. 
<laughs> and it's so funny to me. It's such Although a weird I wrote, joke. LOL, I want the clothes montage. <laughs> I do want the clothes montage, but it's such a weird joke for them to break. I mean, they do. They break the fourth wall a lot. That's a weird, yeah. not like a direct way breaking the fourth wall, but it's the but acknowledging that. of that we're in a TV show. Yeah. It's very interesting to me. Um, and then you get the, when they're back and Tracy turns to Jenna and says, I also want to thank you for controlling yourself sexually while we spent time together on this adventure. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course their answer is to do a patch Adam, yes. which is ridiculous <laughs> to me. Um, cause they're so unfunny right? <laughs> with the clown and the absurd in the pie. They like Liz now. Yes. So we could touch on that. Let's go to the Liz storyline. Cause honestly, that's the main, I had, that's all I had for theirs. Yeah yeah that was it I was mainly that, that rant story, story. <laughs> it's just that rant storyline where he's like with my arms yes <laughs> i love it so then we get liz's so liz initially says no i'm not like you're rationing healthcare. i don't want a flu shot um but she really says that because she's or she says that and then she finds out that her vacation has been canceled and then when she finds out her vacation is back on she wants the flu shot now because she wants to make sure she can go to saint bartleby's saint bartleby's um but in the meantime she's gotten on the good side of the crew because they don't get the flu shots and so that was such lemon, a she's lemon all right liz lemon so desperately wants to be a populist yeah. she just so, and i mean that like she wants to be of the everyman she wants to be like she's like, i'm from Whitehaven, pennsylvania <laughs> i like that too my grandfather dug the quarry and my other grandfather filled it up with the eraser, eraser factory sludge, sludge. Yeah, gross oh my gosh why is there sludge from an eraser factory i don't want to i don't want to watch that i was thinking it was more the shavings from using the eraser uh, but that that would take that a lot would be called shavings <laughs> the fair. sludge is gross i don't know does rubber make sludge i'm thinking too much about oh, this probably um but <laughs> we'll melt some erasers before we release we're gonna this. work on this we're gonna figure this one out also when you think quarries do you just immediately imagine the quarry from stranger things that's what oh I yeah think of. Mm-hmm. that's like every quarry in my brain now because yep. i'm from here and we don't have a lot of quarries we don't have a lot of i quarries. did drive by one though fun story last week i was in a wedding i got given two bottles of red wine at the wedding of leftover put them in the back of my car forgot about them next day i'm driving a friend south to orange county and uh it was in the hundreds and the uh red wine bottles exploded the cork popped out and spilled an entire bottle of red wine in the back of my car you're gonna get pulled over and the cops be like i know give me the test i'm not gonna be able to walk straight but that's how i always am Um, no, so we had to pull over to the side because I kept being like, it smells like red wine. And she's like, I don't smell it. And I'm like, I think there's red wine. And I was worried I broke one of them while driving. We pull over next to a quarry near, um, not Inglewood. Where is it that they always have the uh, Renaissance Fair? Not Glen. It's uh, I know in LA. It's just it's like a part of, of LA. LA. Yeah. I know it's like east of LA. Weirdly, it's like this weird Not that way near Pomona. Yeah, I don't know. It's like right near where the Ren Fair is. There's a big old quarry, and it's full of water from the rain, and it looked beautiful. Crazy. I was like, what would it be like to go swimming? And then I was like, is that safe? Are there quarry monsters in there? When I think of quarries before Stranger Things, I always thought of Flintstones because That's they fair. worked in the quarry. That makes sense too. <laughs> that show's funny. Anyway, but I um she's I love what it just again she. Always always wants to be this man of the people populist but mm-hmm. she said like again this show is so good no one's perfect she they always undercut her liberal ideas and yep. her liberalism um i think one of the best jokes is when she's like these are my people blah 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 we can't ration health care you know they have health care for everyone in cuba and then jack responds with oh i see you watched a michael moore movie do you know what that is what that was i remember sicko okay. sicko 
do you I remember? wrote that down to look it up and I forgot. It's the movie is sicko. Um, and then she responds, I didn't watch the thing. I watched the Michael Moore trailer in front of an Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. <laughs> and it's just such this beautiful thing where we know she's the heart of the show. We know these are the ideas espoused by the creators. They are like there is a liberal perspective. They're yeah. really passionate about healthcare. But I love how much they don't ever let themselves take Liz too seriously. Mm-hmm. She's ridiculous. She watched the trailer and she quotes it in public of forums. Course she does. I love her so much. I love I'm her. God, she's so great in this. But that's probably one of my favorite jokes in this episode. Is the, you saw a Michael Moore movie. <laughs> yep. Um, oh, so, okay. When Sari tells Liz that her vacation is back on, it's you are V8K8SH1. Can we go back? It's, yes. Oh, wait, you should finish that. I'm so sorry. It's B-A-Q-O-N. Oh, it's a very difficult way Your vacation is back there on. There is no way that's faster. And then she spells bacon. It's like bacon, back on. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to when the first time we see Leo Spachemin, right? They're in that office. Gosh, yes. And then you see Jack and he's like, drop your pants, Jack. Mm-hmm. And Jack does it. And then he just gets him in the arm through the shirt, by the way. I wrote that too. I'm like, I don't think giving shots through clothing is a thing. I don't think it's a great <laughs> idea. It can't be that sterile. No. But I His was favorite wait, part. I was sitting next to my father and my uncle and they both, I couldn't hear the next three lines. They were dying. <laughs> they found that so funny I it was love adorable it. um i did love the, the one of the next lines maybe missed it was dr spachemin talking about how his favorite part about the medical profession is attending executions <laughs> <laughs> so dark and then when and li- then, liz storms out and he's like what was the line when is modern medicine going to find a cure for a woman's mouth <laughs> <laughs> he just says it so like straight well, when is that gonna happen i just really love that he's like the stereotypical 1950s doctor who doesn't know what he's talking about mm-hmm. like it's like there's something so old-fashioned about him that's really delightful because chris barnell has that i trust you all american voice yes and it's yes. so funny to me i love it mm, what are other things like so liz is like in the good graces of the crew i really dig that she like to connect with one of them brett Favre, right <laughs> right dear like, lord i'm here i'm stuck here with a bunch of people named sully <laughs> uh-huh. i just love like that's exactly what i would do I, um anytime i'm like oh sports albert pujols right <laughs> He just Mike got Trout. 600 today. Ooh, see, yeah. I don't even know. I know. I just know that the pool holes is a like jersey I see and Mike Trout. carved it into, like, use the lawnmower and carve 600 pool holes, I think, is into the Is it his field. batting average? I think it's home runs. Oh, dang. That makes more yeah. sense. Because <laughs> that's a good batting average, too. I don't know what is a good it? batting average is. I don't is. know. I don't know. <laughs> um... But she's just, I love that she's just running around. And then the moment you're right. So we get back to Sari tells Yes. Her. So yeah. So Sari says your vacation is back on sort of. Um, and I wrote, okay, I hate this. When you see the text message conversation, maybe some people do this. I don't, I am a digital hoarder. I don't delete text message conversations and I hate it when in social media, when, sorry, in movies, when it'll show you a text message screen and it shows the text at the top of the screen, like make it imply that that is the very first text message you ever received from that person. It drives me crazy. They do it in the show. They do it in pretty little liars. And like, you know, those girls text all the time. It's never going to be the top one. Sorry. That's a peppy. <laughs> um, so everybody's sick. Liz comes in, says she wants a flu shot and Leo makes her dance. Oh my gosh. That dancing, <laughs> that dancing. It was so cute. She's doing that. And then my parent, my dad goes like, Oh, this is like that scene in date night. Oh, like get it. Dad, you know, the collective works of yeah. Tina Fey. Well so done. proud of my parents. I love it. It was so great. Her dancing is so good in that too. 
<laughs> and the way they give her no music, just mm-hmm, just her, uh, and he's just like, mm-hmm. and he says something because then I wrote, he's married? Question mark. He must make a joke about his wife or something at that point. He does make a joke about his wife at some point, but I don't remember. Oh, that he's he's like the doctor patient. Uh, he's like, I really believe in uh, pa- doctor patient confidentiality. I'm cheating on my wife. Oh, that's what it is. Which that's is right. so funny <laughs> to me that the confidentiality goes two ways. I think he makes that joke another time too about the doctor patient confidential because i can imagine him whispering another time about something of his own i don't even know but then when that liz liz lemon's all right why do we hate her guts so much um and the <laughs> way her that, a meat plate right <laughs> the way that jack starts to tell liz about the rash at the injection site and he's like and three hours later but he says it in the same way i feel like that he when when um in that other episode where kenneth where it's trying to prove that kenneth isn't always a good person oh either. he knows he gets liz yeah, he gets he's people. saying it in that same tone of voice of like and we're stuck in the elevator and there's a gun here and there's only one bullet like he just says it in that same voice it's his i and it's the same thing as almost when he's telling the story about how um gilly and like that went in milf island when he's you know he's talking about his childhood and he's just he's talking in a way where he knows he's gonna get her at the end mm-hmm. or whoever he's talking to and i love it no i like it well if you think about it, this tracks all the way to the beginning of the show where he looks at her and he like 130 pounds or whatever mm-hmm. that it like single this that and he like nails it like and once a year you pick up quilting for two weeks or whatever exactly is, yeah. like he does he gets people jack gets people and he understands how they work and sometimes he's really cynical but overall he tends to really understand it and we see that over and over there he knows what she's gonna do he knows who liz yeah. is and he's fine with it that's what's really great he kind of like loves her um i want to say so you've you've never been on a production set right you've never worked no. in production ever Mm-mm. i don't know why i asked i knew that but i wasn't if you've ever like had like an aesthetic experience yeah i find this episode really funny i have only had a little bit of production experience i haven't done much but i've worked on a film or two mm-hmm. and the thing there is a weird like classist feeling to the it, it's not classist it feels like high school oh because the great because you get very different personalities are appealed to very different jobs on a movie set so you've got these people are kind of like the art you get some people who are like the artists you know the writers the and the performers like the theater kids you know they're all uh, gregarious. Yeah. And you get the writers who are kind of like you know they're gregarious and amazing people but they're kind of nerdier and they're like really intellectual you get the director mm-hmm. like you get these different people and you get the crew who almost remind me of the jocks like you know she's talking sports with oh, them oh yeah it's yeah. not always but in general my experience with crew really practical concrete smart funny tough brash like you get this sense where there is these weird divides on a set you know the makeup people hang out with each other like it feels like a set feels like high school like mean girls (laughs) not like you mean girls except not mean because everyone's hopefully an adult but like you get these like set groups of people and they're very specific types of people because the job attracts certain types of people that's why there aren't you see a crew it's mainly men you don't get a lot of female grips Mm -hmm. and and best boys they're working on that and they're changing it and it's getting better that was me doing a Uh fist of like ladies (laughs) we're getting into the industry not not like a white power fist no oh god don't put that on me (laughs) kimmy's doing white power fist it's a podcast kelsey they can't tell if i am or i'm not but i just so i found this really interesting and probably everyone listening to this i mean we'll be real we know that most people listen to la they probably all know what i just said but it's interesting because i think this episode portrays that in a cool way yeah um you really do get a feel for that so if i wasn't working in the industry i'd be like oh you would really get an accurate feel for i think aspects of set i also haven't been on set very much though so what do i know maybe it's changed maybe (laughs) maybe it's different now maybe we all hang out like at after mean girls when they're uh when there's the peace right right, right. when they just kind of wave at the people walking by Mm -hmm. um but so then 
Liz's storyline ends with so that Tracy big showdown and Jenna are doing the their little clown thing. Oh, she gets a so pie awful. in the face. She takes off her jacket, and the whole crew sees the thing on her arm, proving where the injection site was that she took her flu shot, and she's caught by a pie in the face. Oh my gosh, Liz, Liz. I love it. Um, no. And then it ends with them <laughs> back at Liz's apartment where Jack's like. No, she's in his office. Is in the office. With that's in his sick? office. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. My bad. No, you're fine. Um, that's in his office. So I, I love that whole scene of her on stage, that big sweatshirt. And she's, um, they're just absolutely chewing her out. And I love that Kenneth continues yelling at her in French. Yes, I wrote that too. Kenneth je, is still je speaking French. Je yeah. <laughs> We hate, which is, um, I hate you. Which is, I've never seen Kenneth so angry. So passionate. Um, but something about yelling things in French never sounds quite as angry right 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 um, but no she just has this terrible moment and then i just love that it's again beautifully directed she turns away like she it's from behind her they're filming the uh, the tv she turns towards the camera she goes the rest of it's pretty much me sucking pie off my sweatshirt yeah. for 20 minutes <laughs> and that just shot of her face and just absolutely like the like the shame how far she's come is so <laughs> great and then that Jack gives that line, dear God, that line where he says, um, where he says, you do what the rest of us do. You wipe it off. You shake it off. You pretend like nothing happened. And you give yourself a giant bonus. Oh, yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's Jack. It's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Um, I think that I'm, I'm trying to think. I wrote on here that apparently we will learn that. Elisa used to work at Dunkin' Donuts. That that is such a great joke. She goes, "Oh, the customers, they were so sad." And then you just see Liz, Liz. with her '90s Rachel haircut that we see every now and then. Um, hey, so when you start giving out donuts for free, <laughs> it's just so funny. It's so, oh, gosh. oh, I just again, that's just such an, an opportunity of good writing because that's such an easy opportunity for them as writers to be like, "Oh, we'll just have like a weird person in there. We'll hire someone who looks weird. They'll say something." And they're like. No, yeah. let's combine this. We're going to bring in Liz. It's a double because joke. It's, because we see her in a donut store in a couple of seasons. Oh, she's in, in this season. Later on, she's in a donut. Season? Yeah, where she meets the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's this season. This season. Well, Liz loves donuts like any red-blooded American woman <laughs> does, okay? Right. Right? So I just, I really enjoy that. Um, that's me? everything I had. I, I want to so. see. Do you have a favorite line? Um, one line I loved is when Elisa is talking about when she's with Mr. Templeton and she's talking to Jack and she says, I live in the Big Apple, but I spent all my time with the big vegetable. <laughs> it's a good line. <laughs> it's so good. This is funny. My favorite one is when he, he, it's that's it's a moment more, but it's a line also. When she's talking, he was like, they said it was a flu shot, but I know it's a truth serum. She goes, Tracy, it's not a truth serum. And he goes, then why am I saying that you look just like Tootsie today? That's the, <laughs> is that the second Tootsie reference to Liz we've had? It's because she's a writer writers are obsessed with tootsie because right. tootsie's like a perfect script it made uh, me want to rewatch to that joke made me be like i haven't watched tootsie in like a couple of years i should rewatch tootsie also last time i watched tootsie i ended up super attracted to dustin hoffman i'm like ooh, this is interesting because i never liked him but then i watched him something no you know what i watched him in all the president's men and i was like he's really hot in this movie uh, okay. it's the fire he brings he's so fiery give me your passion have you ever seen like a good other than hook like a good dustin hoffman movie <laughs> other than hook oh, what i love that movie no so i'm not much. knocking it no, i just knew just you would have seen funny i love it i knew you would have seen hook have I've you ever seen, seen a dustin in. hoffman movie i know i have i can't think of any my brain's broken don't worry about it dude it's fine well then i really recommend all the president's men or kramer v kramer or the graduate i'm like the graduate that's what i was i was like i'm pretty sure i've seen the graduate oh, the graduate's so good um someone just referenced the graduate with the ending of master of none season two 
Um, oh, and then there's the other line where Kenneth, when he's trying, he's like, I never get sick. And then he, I must have ox fever. When did I walk barefoot near an ox? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that's all I got, dude. I love it. Ooh, I can't hear myself. <laughs> I uh, can't hear myself. I think that does it for this episode. Yeah, I just want to talk about Dustin Hoffman more. Can we just talk about Dustin Hoffman <laughs> for a bit? I will continue to like. I don't have much to contribute, although I can talk about Hook a lot. I mean, uh, we can talk about Hook forever. <laughs> can you hear me? I, I mean, mean that I don't work. have headphones on. That so makes I sense. Can't. My headphones were <laughs> flipping out. I thought about that afterwards, and I realized it didn't make sense. I was just like, I broke my mic. Nope, that's it. That's everything. This episode's excellent. I was super happy that I got to watch it with family because um, it was a good episode. This I is a great it. episode. We say this every time, but yep. this was a great it's episode. It's a good episode. I love. It. It's a great episode. I love God, it. I love the show. bearing with us through our break we needed it a little bit because we had other stuff going on but There's we're back so much going on guys <laughs> but you know what never leaves you 30 rock it's always with you it is. it's always on netflix right now to watch oh, gosh, don't at that. least it's not fox like all the fox properties That's are getting true. pulled NBC but this is nbc on. nbc is still put on there because it's such a huge conglomerate i like that i like both love this show and feel like like shitting on nbc all the time <laughs> as we talk about this and it's not nbc i just like it's turner um but I'm also really afraid. I shouldn't say any of this. I don't want to. You're hoping they off. hire you one day. So, I, well, I don't know. <laughs> yes, I do. Let's be real. I have no issue. I have no issue. I love the. I love the peacock. Yes. <laughs> there's a that. there's a song in um. Oh crap! What's the movie? There's a movie. With. I'm really intrigued to where this is going. Dakota Johnson in it. Oh, is it Leap Year? Not Leap Year. Leap Day. The one where like she's going to like a reunion and there's these girls there saying about their peacock. (laughs) Isn't that a Katy Perry song? I don't know. I mean, it probably it's like an acapella group doing it. Like your peacock, cock, cock. Yeah, that's a Katy Perry song. I've never heard the song other than in this. Oh, it's It's got to be. Oh, it must have been Leap Day. Or how to be leap single. year oh, is no. an Amy. How to be, how to be oh, single? That how makes be much more sense. Um, that yeah. makes a lot so more that's, sense. That's what uh, that's what I think of whenever you said peacock. So I hope you walk away from this episode thinking, you know what I want to do? Watch How to Be Single because you know what? It's not a terrible movie. It has Nicholas Braun, who I think is super cute. This is for you, Nicholas Braun. This episode <laughs> dedicated to you. He's super cute in that movie, and he's such a jerk in it, but he's adorable. And he was in Sky High. That's all. There we go. All right, Kelsey. All right, where can people find you, Miss Kimmy? Uh, at Kimchi Lucas everywhere. Um, I haven't felt like posting lately. I did drop my phone in some water, so um, I, my I'm using an old phone. The camera's not very good. Did you just get a new phone? I actually just broke the screen on it too. I got the phone in November. I broke the screen three weeks ago, and I haven't, or no, like a month and a half ago. I didn't fix it yet, and I dropped it in water. Uh, so I'm using an old phone right now. All right. Do you put it in ice? In rice? Yeah, it's been in rice for like five days. I just because I opened it up a little bit, I pulled out the SIM card, and there's still water. So I'm like, you're going back in the rice. Uh, yeah. Hopefully it soaks Let it up. Decompress. I don't know how the rice is supposed to get in it. It though. absorbs what? It's not getting in. It's absorbing the water in it. I don't it's know how the water is getting out into the rice. You have to make sure it's. Um, it's an airtight container. See, I was doing airtight and I got told put it in a bowl. No, it's supposed to be airtight. <sighs> Everyone's telling me different things. Mm. All right. I'm going to work on this. Yeah. Thanks, guys. This was uh, Fix Your Cell Phone with Fix Kimmy and Kelsey. Phone. Right. Um, you can find me places at Redheaded Blonde. Right now, you'll find lots of pictures of what I've been doing the last week with lots of cute little kids mm-hmm. in blue and gray shirts. Mm-hmm. And you can find me at work because I'm back to work tomorrow. 
Um, oh, it's coming out on Fourth. Of, no, it's not. It's coming out a week after Fourth of July. After Happy Week after Fourth of July. Happy America Day. Yep. Everyone eat some pie. Yep. Mm. Um, you can find our podcast places at Talk Thirty Rock to Me on Instagram and Twitter. You can send us emails at Talk Thirty Rock to Me at Gmail dot com. You can follow us, review us, subscribe to us on iTunes and whatever podcasting platforms you prefer. Yeah, what whatever your preference is, we got it. Yep. Um, I love you, Kelsey. It's love been nice too, to Jamie. see you. The break, see, I know I, the break doesn't make. Uh, w- w- n- sorry, listeners, I care about you, but the break made me sad because I didn't see you. I know it was like and this is the longest we've gone, and like we didn't talk much. Oh, we were yeah. both so busy. I know. All of a sudden, like when I went to text you like yesterday, I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't texted Kimmy in days. It's been like we normally <laughs> text was, about every other day, right? It's been crazy, um, and so I've missed you. So I'm glad know, we're back. I missed you too. Back in the groove of things. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. All right, guys. Well, have a good week. Bye. Bye. Uh, Toodles. Bye. Uh, oh, you mixed it up. Tootsie. Tootsie. <laughs> it all comes around. It all comes around. and shows, visit BoardWalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.